Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Genesis Podcast. It's your boy Jason. It's your boy Desi. It's your boy Colin. Mello. And we have a special guest for today's episode. Please introduce yourself. My name's Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we got Jordan here. You know, we're very, very excited to um, have Jordan. Um, If you do not know Jordan, right, um, you know, he'll share his uh, testimony in in just a bit, right? But this is going to be a very, very, very good episode. Um, A lot of things that um, we have been wanting to cover, we are going to cover in this episode. But before we get into all of that, um, you can find all of our previous episodes on these platforms, Google Podcasts, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So if you're looking for us, you just go on those platforms, type in the Genesis cast on, and you'll find us on Google Podcasts, like I said before, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify, right? That being said, we're going to get into the episode and we're going to start off, man, Jordan, Jordan, you're here. Uh, this is This has been a long time coming. Right, you know, we put in the request for you, but you know, you're you know really busy, and you know your your manager just kept Stop. telling. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, no, just joking, just joking. But um, um, tell us tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so um, born again Christian, been saved for nine years now, or going on nine years in December, mm. and you know, I guess my testimony would be that prior to knowing Jesus, to giving my life to God. Um, I was a sinner, just like everyone mm-hmm. um, else or should understand that they were at one time. <laughs> right. And uh, I was an alcoholic. I used to smoke weed constantly three times a day. Um, and all of this at the age of 19, mm. you know, fornication, um, parties, the, the whole works. Grew up on Jane Street, so I had a lot of bad influences around me. Um, and I was also a bad influence myself. Um, you know, there was, there was a time when I was at the bus, uh, the bus stop, not the bus stop, the, the subway station and somebody came up to me and they preached the gospel to me for the first time I heard clearly, um, the message of Jesus Christ. And Mm. at that time I thought to myself, you know, like, what is this? You know, I thought I was a good, good person, even though I did all the things that I did, everybody around me Mm -hmm. was doing the exact same thing, um, or worse, Right. So if anything, I was better than, than most of the people who were there or, you know, mo- most of my friends or whatever. Um, but I quickly realized that my sin was taking me to hell. You know, when he began to list them out to me, do you lie? Yeah, I lie. Do you steal? Have right. sex outside of marriage, blaspheme, gossip, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I knew I knew, no, uh, I'm not ready. I'm not ready to die and meet Jesus. So um, I went to church. I didn't give my life to, I, I prayed at the altar, but it wasn't a genuine prayer. It mm. was, you know, it, it was emotional, um, but it wasn't, it wasn't with long-term in mind. Mm. I didn't think that Christ can do anything more in me than make me feel good in that present moment. And, mm. and when I left church and got followed up on, Brother Christian was the one that witnessed to me and he was the one that um, called me afterwards. And, uh, and I, you know, 
I ignored his phone calls. I, you know, I'm like, why is this guy calling me? Why is this guy following me? Blah, 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 blah. Mm. And, you know, eventually it just turned into me answering and cussing him out. I'm like, yo, don't call my bleeping phone again. Da, 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 da. I don't know if I can say that on the podcast. (laughs) But But, um, I cussed him out full blown. I'm like, you guys are a cult. I never want to see, don't ever call my phone. If you see me on road, don't talk to me. I was very, very aggressive. Um, And it was, it was really all because I wasn't ready to commit um, for the long haul. So boom, a few years passed by, a couple years, two years to be exact, passed by. And my rejection of God has clearly played out in my life. Um, I'm depressed. I'm, I'm, you know, looking uh, for substances at a new level. Now drinking has become habitual. Smoking has become habitual. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend groups have gotten worse. Now I'm, 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 I'm trying to commit crimes, even though really that's not who I was. And, you know, it got to the point where I was extremely lost. And I had a couple of friends. One week we're talking about girls. We're talking about the next party. We're talking about um, whatever. And then... Um, the next week they call me on a three-way and they're like, yo, you have to give your life to Jesus. You have to give your life to God. And I'm like, yo, are you guys dumb? Who are you to talk to me about anything? Who are you guys? Like, what is, what is this? Right. You know, we were just doing this the other day right. and now you want to come and talk to me about Jesus. And I can never forget that phone call because it was clear to me that God did something in their lives. And that was the very first time I witnessed conversion. Mm. I never seen conversion before. Before I seen Christianity, I seen church attendance. Mm. I've seen I seen people, um, you know, dance and, and praise, lift up their hands. But I never once in my life seen conversion. So when I seen that change, it was like, okay, Christ is more than just a belief. It's more than just a religion. Christianity, I'm sorry, is more than just a belief and a religion and a rule book to follow. But rather, it's a life transforming. Um, experience a life transforming spirit and that triggered something inside of me mm. that that made me say okay i i need to see what this is i went to their bible studies never never stuck it out i was just like you know i don't know what it was i just it just didn't seem like the right place for me so i started looking in all the wrong places and having bible studies with mormons and jehovah's mm. witnesses because i'm searching but i want to find the people that look like they were changed. Right. So these guys, you know, they, they, they're on the road, they're on road and they, they have ties on, you know, they have the little name yeah, tags. Yeah, and yeah. They just look like the type, the mm. right people to mm. follow the, the example. Mm. Um, and so I started doing Bible studies with them and it was like, I remember there was one study and it's sorry if, I'm, I'm, if this is going too long, no, but I, good. Yeah, I remember there was one study and we were doing the Bible study and he was talking about Jesus Christ and how Jesus Christ is not God. He is just the son of God. And rather, even more than that, he is the archangel Michael. And, you know, I was just like, okay, whatever, you know, fine. Yeah. Jesus is the son of God. Oh, really? He's the archangel Michael. I've never heard that before, but that's fine. I didn't know doctrine. I didn't know anything, but he's like, so you believe that? You believe that Jesus is the Archangel Michael. He's 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 just the Son of God, not God. And I'm like, yeah, sure, I believe that. But he mm. kept pushing it, mm. and I was like, 
what is this? You know, why, why are you pushing this for? Yeah, okay, fine. He's the son, he's the son of God. He's not God. That makes sense. Um, not understanding the Trinity or any of that stuff. So I just remember him pushing, and that was so suspicious to me. And I went home, I prayed, and I'm like, God, if this is real, I will commit to this. If this is true, I will commit to this. But if it's not, I need you to show me the way. I need you to show me where to go, mm. how to live, who to follow, what church to be a part of. Mm. And that I used to do with Bible studies on a Tuesday. And on the Thursday, we had, um, I, I used to do night school at Emory because I was in my sixth year of high school. My life was going absolutely nowhere. <laughs> and I still, I, I still needed, I still needed extra credits, right? So I, or I needed, didn't need extra credits to graduate, but I, my marks were so poor, even though I was passing, I couldn't get anywhere mm. after that. I couldn't get into college or whatever. So I was doing night school on Thursdays and I prayed on Tuesday. On Thursday, I went to night school. And after school was over, I was at the bus stop, same bus stop I always go to. And that day, Femi, I, uh, Femi, Abigail, and Jelson were outreaching at Emory. And I, I just remember seeing them. I didn't know them from Adam. Right? I, didn't, I, don't, I don't know them from anywhere. And I just seen them. And they were witnessing to the person beside me, not even me. They didn't talk to me directly. And I intervened in their conversation because I'm a Jehovah's, I, I, I've just been in Jehovah's Witness Bible studies for mm. weeks. <laughs> I think I know something. And they're talking about hell. I'm like, there is no hell. Hell doesn't exist. Because that's what they taught me, right? That's mm. all I knew. Mm -hmm. And, you know, then they start coming to me with scriptures. They're like, no, that's, like, where'd you get that from? That's false doctrine. And they're, and they're, 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 they're bringing up scriptures that are directly conflicting the things that I've been taught mm. and haven't challenged. So that's, it, it really made me curious that day. Jelson dropped me home and I was just like, I'm going to come to church on Sunday. I was supposed to go to the Jehovah's Witness church. I can't remember if they meet on Saturdays or Sundays. Saturday. Saturdays. I was supposed to go that Saturday before Sunday service mm -hmm. and I was ready to get baptized in it because I prayed that prayer and I'm like, God, if this is it, whatever. And I was supposed to get baptized that Saturday. Mm. I said, no, I'm not going to go. I'm going to go to this Sunday, to this church here first. And then I'm going to go um, if that's what God wants me to do. Went on that Sunday, got saved, powerfully saved. I realized it's the same church that Christian, that uh, as Christian church, because I didn't know that they were associated. Right. Um, I realized the same church. I'm like, oh, Christian's here. Oh, shoot. This is that same church and it grew from when I first came to where to to that point right and gave my life to God powerfully I ignored all that jo the whole the Jehovah's Witnesses calls at from then on and then Jesus really made a change in me and, and you know I'm serving God till this very day nine years later God has done amazing things in my life too much too many things to count and you know God has been really gracious towards me and that's that's my testimony Hey man, praise wow. God. That's powerful. Very, very, very powerful. I didn't even know um, <laughs> that uh, Jehovah's Witness tried to tried to pick you up, fam. The <laughs> <laughs> devil tried to get me. Tried to, tried to. Hey man, though. But that's a very, very powerful testimony. Um, so I guess you know. Let's let's get into you know the nitty gritty. <laughs> that's cool. So um, you know, last week we talked about exampleship, or last mm. episode we talked about exampleship. Um, in your opinion, or you know, from what from your from your experience, how important would you say male exampleship is in the church? 
the importance of of male exampleship is I don't know like I don't know what is more important apart from being impressed by the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. to do things and the word of God to do things I think male exampleship is is next in line right yeah. especially with the fact that you know the Bible says or Paul says when he's speaking to Timothy to follow me as I follow Christ mm-hmm. right and that is that is male being an example to mm-hmm. another male saying come follow me let me let me be christ for you let me show christ to you mm-hmm. and um it's of uh, an immense amount of importance i think that without it you have men kind of going by their own ideas and and perspectives and and, and mentalities and you know they could uh, have a tendency to become emotionally unstable there's so many things that a male example um brings to the table that a female example can't can't Mm. provide Mm. and like that emotional stability like that challenging that confrontation of your sins that women have a tendency to be less less confrontational and Mm -hmm. but men on the other hand can be extremely confrontational and challenging and and will push you in areas that um you know you you wouldn't get pushed in otherwise um and also like you know you have men being uh, and able to lead other men you know that's that's it's just important it's extremely important um for other men down the line because if there if there's no male exampleship for the first gen the next gen isn't going to have it either because they didn't have an example or the example that they'll set will be a poor one so um yeah i think it's of of grave importance especially because men are supposed to lead in the church they're leaders in the church if there's anything missing amongst men in your church that's going to affect the church as a whole mm-hmm. it becomes um, a, a crippled body it, you know because you know we all have our place we all have our position um, and our gender plays a huge part in what position we're in men are supposed to lead the church and women are supposed to be quiet in it mm. so so therefore you know it's of grave importance to have good examples um, how to follow up, how to preach, how yes. to serve, how to give, how to um, love, how to uh, treat your family, how to treat your wife, how to how to raise your children um, in the Lord, all of these different things. Um, without male examples, you'll you'll never be able to understand or fully grasp. Maybe the Bible will do a good job, but mm-hmm. um, you, you still need that 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 visual. You need that example. Um, in order for it to be clearly uh, displayed to you or understood by by any individual, I mean, as a young convert, um, all I seen was was people. Like I read my Bible, yes, but yeah. but the first thing that I see is people. If I read my Bible and it conflicts with the things that I see, I'm more likely to follow the things that I see than to follow the Word of God, mm-hmm. right? Um, so it was of of, of grave importance. That, importance i seen jelson you know doing his thing and you know being a husband i never there was no husbands in my family like i never mm. seen a marriage mm. right uh, pastor gary obviously the, i've never seen a marriage outside of those two marriages right so that's that's another thing that's a, an example that was given to me off off rip you know to follow so yeah I, without going on on a tangent male yeah. exampleship is yeah, I think that's important. I think like male exampleship is like 
like what Jelson was speaking about potential. I think you see male as an example, and then you could see your own potential being somewhere where a man could be. Like, right. like Jordan said, coming to church, coming past the Gary Jelson. Like Jelson, I thought he was older, but you know, is like because he was a man and. He was discipled by Pastor Gary, and he's seen the exampleship that Pastor Gary set for him. It's just like made him into such a mature man, a mature person. Right. You would think that he is an older person, you know what I mean? Mm. But like mature, like male exampleship and maturity in the church, you need that man structure. You need that man to pull it out of you, you know yeah. what I mean? It's just like right. you see so much potential, what the church could do, what you could do, what anybody else could do. But unless a man is in place... You know, that potential can't really come out of you. You know, a, a female can't really bring a male quality out of a, a little yeah, boy. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You see it all the time with single mothers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, to, just to conclude what you said, um, to be honest, um, like like what you said about being, um, about you know, seeing an example and, and doing, like I, I said this before, um, uh, my, like my son... He will, he will copy what I do, mm. but if I say something to him and I'm doing I'm doing I'm going against what I said, he's not gonna listen to me. So men, boys, you know, they, they like we as human beings, we like to copy, we like to see first. Mm-hmm. Then we do. No, that's how God created us. But yeah. Yeah. Um, I like to ask a question though, like, you know, obviously being saved um for a while now and being in church for a while now. Um, how has exampleship changed when you first came to church versus um, now in terms of just how it, it has evolved and what you kind of see with your two eyes in church? Mm. Can I be completely honest here? Yeah. You have to be honest. You have to be honest. 100% honest. Make people come for you. Just keep your knife. Just keep your knife with you after church. You know what I mean? Make sure you're strapped. Just you have to be honest. Let them come for you. <laughs> if I if I'm if I'm completely honest, and I take a lot of a lot of blame for this myself personally, um, and it's this: I think that when I first came to church, there was such a strong example of how a christian man condones himself we we fellowshiped constantly of course we were also at a different point in our lives no families no 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 nothing but mm-hmm. we 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 outreached with fire with zeal mm-hmm. with passion we went out on a street corner and we boldly declared the gospel of Jesus Christ. We 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 confronted people. We let people know you're on your way to hell. And a lot of times, you know, without um, emotional intelligence, and it, it might have been a, a bit overly aggressive and assertive. But there was just a, a, a burden and a and a and a such a passion for the gospel of of Jesus Christ. And when you come to church, you know, there was a, a militant kind of mentality and approach. When you walked into the building, you're, you're there. We were there two hours early. Uh, all the men, I remember Christian used to lead the cleanup crew in the hotel. And all the men were there cleaning up the church before mm-hmm. service began. And there was just this, this really 
it was very purpose-driven, very vision-inspired. There used to be a map at the back of the church, and I'll never forget it. All the men would gather around at the back, and Femi would ask, where are you going? Where are you going? And you'd have to point on the map, where are you going to go? Um, and I remember every man had a place. Every man said they want to preach. Every man had a, just 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 this, wow. this, this burden, this passion, this, this hope, this ambition. Um, every every man was a man of integrity, mm. um, and you know that example was set from Pastor Gary from the get go. Mm. And mm. I think in between the the Pastor Gary discipling us and the next set of men discipling the next generation of men, mm. there's been a stark drop off. And like I said, I'm I'm a part of that. There's been a lack of deliberate impartation taking place from one generation to the next and that that um focus sharp intentional purposeful um a confrontational uh discipleship has dropped off mm. and god is graceful he's merciful he still brings men in. at the time um, there was a point where it was 50-50, the amount of men, the ratio from men to women. You know, the, it, it, we didn't have the, you know, 80% of the church being female as we do today. And, you know, there's a whole bunch of, of, of different variables as to why that is. The generation um, of men, the, the kind of people that, you know, the, the lack of men responding and the devil is at work, right? Mm -hmm. um, trying mm -hmm. to influence and and take men out of the church in general. Like there's a, a very um, sharp focus for, I believe there's a very sharp focus from hell to attack men specifically. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I, I do think our roles that we've played over time has dwindled. It, 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 we, we, we haven't done as good of a job at being that example. We haven't been as intentional. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I do believe that God is graceful, he's merciful, and he's doing a new thing from now on. And his Holy Spirit is going to guide us and help us to teach the next generation, to help them, um, and even, even to backtrack and fix fix some of the neglect that mm. took place from mm. one gen to the mm. next that you know um yeah good things are gonna happen good things are gonna happen from yeah. now on 100%. you know when when you were just when you're saying that I, I was getting goosebumps when you were explaining how you know it used to be like i was like i was like so i was so moved inside i was like, <laughs> I was like wow wow like Yo, imagine, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, imagine if that if it was still like that today. Imagine how different that would be. And I was like, yo, like the potential, right, of what we what we can do right now if we if we you know harness that spirit again. We we harness that again, and we and we bring it back into the church, and we 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 keep start keeping men accountable for this. You know what I mean? Like it's it will be very very powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. And I think this is a, a a perfect segue for us to start, you know, talking about, you know, what we really came here to talk about. Right. You're starting a new ministry called Brothers Keeper. Right. What is this about? Well, it's exactly it's exactly what we, we talked about prior. It is one gen teaching the next generation of men how to properly live the Christian life. So 
um, or, or how to be a disciple. It is discipleship class. What I call it, how I, how I, you know, try to explain it to people is a hands-on men's discipleship class yeah. where it's not just mm-hmm. a lesson being taught. It's not just a pastor being preached and having a Q and A after, mm-hmm. but it's men engaging with other men on an intimate level. Um, not just in our meetings, but after our meetings are over, it's, you know, men being taught how to put a Bible study together directly, Mm, men being taught how to structure a sermon and how to present a sermon, the manner by which to do so. And not only that, given an opportunity for men to come and preach a sermon, right? Uh, Mm. um, To other men and to be critiqued and, and, and to be challenged, confronted their thoughts, their ideas, their perspective, Mm. their approach. Did you really study that out as best as you could? Did you mm, really mm. Um, think things through? Um, is was that a linear thought, or or is your brain all over the place? Is your mind all over the place? And and having grounds and 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 giving a place for people to open themselves up to be mm. challenged and confronted, mm. and and just like what we experienced in times prior, you know what I, what I what I described, there was that where. You know, this is what you're doing. I remember there were times in my Christian life where where brothers were getting at me. Why are you so emotional? Why are you so unstable? Why are you all over the place in your mind? And and that I remember times it, it drove it drove me to prayer. It drove me to my my room and and caused me to think, why am I like this? God help me. God push me. Help me to be better. And that's what this is. You know, not just in the area of preaching or, or building a sermon, but even in developing boldness and confidence, we want to mm. take blameless. Uh, sorry, not blameless. Sure, <laughs> sure. We want to take. We, we, shout out to Malik. Shout out to Malik. <laughs> <laughs> we we want to take brothers keeper or MBK. Is a, is a watch out MBK. for it. The, the merch is coming soon. Yo yo <laughs> yo, that sounds sick. Yo, that sounds sick. Bro. My brother's yo, keeper. Me and Malik are you, bro. Yo, don't be selling no merch. MBK. We get a medium, you know, a hoodie, man. Hey, <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Wow. Shout out to shout out to Owen. He's he's gonna come clutch with it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we we want to take um, my brother's keeper to the streets. We want to develop boldness as we street preach on the corner. And I, I I remember how how much those instances helped my Christian walk, yes. where you're you're challenged, you're pushed, where a brother says your turn's next. Mm. You have to stand up and you have to share the gospel. Mm. You know, allow the Holy Spirit to flow through you and speak to others, mm. um, uh, uh, proclaiming the good news. That that confidence that was built up in those situations. It's hard to find that on any other platform other than a street corner mm-hmm. right so uh, those are those are the types of things i want to accomplish not only that but i want to i want it to be a place of accountability where yeah. or, or or openness like it's very rare you know to have a place where men's issues can be directly dealt with mm. right where where things like pornography Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 cringy to hear it in service because you have women around and it's like yeah, it's embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a lot of men deal with this mm-hmm. consistently. And mm-hmm. if you're honest, like even in your in in your walks, I don't know about you guys, but in my life, in my Christian life, yes, there's been instances where pornography, masturbation, things like that have taken ha, ha, have had its way, right? And mm-hmm. and but I, you you deal with it and suffer with it in silence, and mm. it's a thing that men deal with all the time right and this is a place where it can be dealt with it can be 
confessed. It can be, um, um, you know, you could be held accountable. And, and you know, the next follow-up meeting would be like, hey, are you, how you're doing with that? How are you doing with that yes, thing? Yes. Um, and, you know, mm. we can be, we can pray for one another. We can help each other yeah. grow and, and, and be holy as our God is holy. Be perfect as our God is perfect, right? So uh, that's, that's in a nutshell, what blameless... Oh, why do I keep saying blameless, bro? <laughs> what <laughs> MBK is, MBK. what MBK is, what, what Brothers Keeper is. It's, it's a grounds for that, a grounds for growth. And, you know, in the long haul, what I see is leaders. Yes. I see leaders being raised up. Yes. Mm. And I see churches being planted. Yes. I see husbands being developed. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. And, you know, that's that's my my heart's burning desire. Just mm. I want I want men to be men um, in, in every area of their lives mm-hmm. as God has called them to be. Mm-hmm. That's that's the aim. That's the aim. What's up, guys? This is Jason from the Genesis podcast. And if you're wondering, where are these guys from? Well, I'll tell you. We're from the Proclaimed Church, located at 31 Edgar Avenue, North York, Ontario. Now, if you want more information, you can always go to proclaimedchurch.ca, where you will find a list of our activities. If you need a church you want to come to, you don't have a church, you're always welcome, right, to come to rise. Again, website is proclaimedchurch.ca. Go there and you'll find all the information you need. That's, that's the aim. That's the hope. Um, you know, I want to ask a question, and, uh, you know, I want Colin and Melo to kind of um, chime in on this as well. Um, I think it's really good to have something like this because men, um, you know, we, I think God has made us uh, to actually want to develop by just, you know, seeing seeing other men as well. If you see other men developing and growing, mm. I think men naturally kind of gravitate to that and say, okay, you know what, you know, I want to be just like so-and-so. I want to grow just like so-and-so. So how do we kind of use this to develop men to be men of prayer, um, powerfully, boldly praying, um, confidently shouting out to God, crying out to God, you know, how does something like this help men and develop in their prayer lives? Um, knowing that, you know, guys, they, they look at one another and, um, they might not, you know, maybe a little bit of, uh, of, of prideful, uh, a pride thing as well, just to, you know, understanding that guys, the guys rising. So if there's other guys rising, I know a lot of men, um, don't want to be left behind, Facts. right? And so uh, sometimes that's kind of the thing. And something like this brings that type of vitality and that confidence in prayer. And so maybe, you know, chime in on how this um, establishes prayer life and develops prayer, develops prayer lives in men. Um, um, so... Yeah, well, one thing that we want to do, if we're talking in the practical sense, we also want to have men's prayer meetings, which is something that we used to have all the time before as well, or occasionally um, before. Men's prayer meetings are, we come together, same mindset, what kind of, what what are we praying for? We want to pray for men to get saved, we want to pray for disciples to be raised, we want to, you know, pray that, you know, people would be added to the church, leaders would be birthed, whatever. Um, we want to have men's, men's prayers, um, uh, for that is with in in MBK as well, um, but like to answer your your question, 
Um, I think that when you're pushed, when you're challenged, when you have something to do, right, there, it brings you to prayer because you're doing it for God, essentially, and you need God in order to minister. And I think that when you're, when you're there and, you know, you have a task that's given to you, you have to prepare a Bible study. Well, you need to prepare. You need to get, you need to pray because you need to get the mind of God. God, what do you want to speak to your people? How is it that you, you know, what is it that you want to deal with? Help give me your mind. Give me your heart. You need to pray in order to, you know, fulfill the task that's been given to you but without the task there's you know to be honest there's very few reasons to pray right you have to be involved in God's body to though to know um the need of God's body and you don't know you don't know what to pray for unless you know the needs right so mm-hmm. so I think um given men being given those tasks um it causes them and forces them puts them in a in a position to to pray and seek the face of God, um, get his heart, get his mindset. And yeah, I hope that's that's yeah. something that drives them to, you know? I think this will pray. also give like men a place, you know? Because Jordan, as Jordan's speaking about back in the conference, like I remember like, like I was telling you guys last time, like I came in at like 20, 23 years old and I was being confronted by Jordan and Femi and they're telling me how to fix and change my life. And it was like, a lot of dying to self and that actually developed character in me. I remember mm-hmm. coming in, didn't have no license. Femi's talking to me, telling me, bro, go get your license. And Femi's like 18 years old, <laughs> 18 <laughs> years old. And he's telling me this in front of the church. And I'm like looking at this guy and he's like, you know, he is right. You know, what am I going to do? Get upset, get emotional, get mad and run mm-hmm. out of here. Mm-hmm. You know, I remember Jordan teaching me how to drive and Jordan's the like, same age, 18 Christians telling me, asking me scriptural stuff and I'm like I didn't even know how to respond it's just like a lot of dying to self so I think this will bring back that confrontational you know not very like you know argumentative but like Mm. up in your face with the men discipleship you know find your place in church just because it's like as the church grows we have to structure these type of stuff you know what Mm -hmm. I mean we have to get intimate we have to be one-on-one personal as a group as men because i thought like i i think i did come in at the right time because i remember these stuff it was happening but it wasn't structural i remember like the only thing that was structural was men's prayer and i was always here for it you know up in your face the discipleship life like read your bible bible study men in fellowship your smaller group of men conversating and talking about life you know what Mm -hmm. i mean it was just like Yes, it's the practical stuff that you need to change in life, too. Because you have men in here. What are they doing in life, you know, in the practical? How much men in here have a license? How much men in here have a, are even doing something to set themselves up for marriage? You right, know what I mean? Right, 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 right. That's like what men need to do is like, I, I think this will be good because a lot of men will find their place in church, you know, help them to gain challenges you know like jordan saying yeah this is your turn you gotta go whatever it may be preaching you know writing a bible study whatever your time your time to go mm-hmm. i think this will put challenges in men's lives and help them to rise up give them something to do give a man a task yeah. within the church to find his place mm-hmm. yeah yeah it, it's, it's very important for for us men to be to be busy you know with god's yeah. work mm-hmm. right and you know um i was telling the guys um um like for example, you know the, the you know babies come into church. Like I come to church with my baby, and I'm like, "Oh, welcome to Proclaim Church." Uh, the nursery is there, but there's no one to um, supervise them, watch them, and just put a 
a bottle of milk there. My baby's obviously not going to know what to do, and that's dangerous. So that's exactly the same example of you know, newcomers coming to the church, the babies, you know, spiritual babies, and they need nurturing. They need mm-hmm. someone to teach them how to work, how to mm-hmm. talk, and mm-hmm. you know, and then they can do the same thing when they fully, fully grown and mature. They can do. They can become disciple makers too, exactly. and that's the point of it, right? And um, yeah. it's very important, man, for for men to see other men, even. Me, you know, it has helped me, you know, since I, since I've been, uh, since I've been saved, you know, seeing other guys, you know, living for Christ, and even if they don't talk to me about anything indirectly, when they do something, I watch them, I'm like, man, I want to do that too, and it, it encourages me, and you know, you know, encourages me, and you know, can I, I kind of like wake up from my own slumber, and I'm just right. like, yeah, I want to do this too, yeah. and I, I get motivated. So it's, you know, imagine if. No, we do this every two weeks, every every two, once every um once every two weeks, and you know it just speeds up the the the, the reaction of men, and if we you know it's just constant pressure, and you know pressure makes um, diamonds, right? So you know when we constantly putting pressure on ourselves, I, I know the the point in my life where I've grown the most is when I've been under the most pressure, mm-hmm. and as a man, you know, you know having a family and just you know I have to work, you know. There's nothing, some people say, oh, I just want to do what makes me happy. What makes you happy is not always good for you, mm-hmm. right? I mean, you know what I mean? And it's, what makes you happy is constant work and constant work and effort and being efficient, you know, mm-hmm. and that brings happiness. So I'll say that, you know, working with God, you know, seeing men of God and being on fire for God, it's actually helped me grow. And, you know, this, this, is, this, is, a good, um, this is a good platform for us to, like, you know, bird keepers, for us yeah. to, like, grow other men. And, yeah, it's very, very good. Yeah. 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 When, you know, I want to ask one question before you, you, you chime in. But um, when God created, you know, man, he created man to work. He created man to um, cultivate the land, right? And so how um, now you see men and, you know, something like Brothers Keeper we're talking about really helping to develop men's uh, spiritual lives, right? But cultivating the land, working on the land is a very practical thing. Mm. And so how does Brothers Keep merge the two and help men develop practically um, in, their, in their walk and, and not just, just, you know, obviously this is something we want to help develop spirituality, and just the, 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 their, their Christianity, their Christian walk, um, but there's lack in, in, in practicality, um, finances, handling um, a job, keeping a job, um, mm. and understanding how to provide. Because you are going to, you know, hopefully if that's God's plan, that's what you want to do, start a family. How does that prepare you for that um, practically and help merge the two? Yeah, yeah. so what we have planned is, you know, financial classes. Um, we want to bring somebody in to you know teach the men how teach men how to you know deal with their finances save money um make sure you have good credit Mm. um you know the type of decisions that you could potentially make throughout your life and the consequences of them like you know uh financing a car or you know all the things that are that are involved in purchasing a home and you know so on and so forth um you we want to be able to to touch those things on a practical level but just if i were to you know when it comes to a christianity the the 
spiritual life should never be separated from the practical life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your Christian life flows into every, it is life. Mm-hmm. It is life. So like I never separate the two. Of course you can be, there can be times where you're so spiritually minded that you're practically no good. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you never want to be in, in that position. Um, but naturally what God does in you in your spiritual life flows. I remember um, when I first got saved, there was, um, or after, after a year of being saved, me, um, Jelson, Richie were, and um, yeah, me, myself, yeah, sorry, me, Jelson, and Richie were in a program called Hammerheads. And I remember in Hammerheads, there was this, this guy named James. James was a demon and an angel at the same time. This guy... <laughs> This guy, this guy was so hard on us. Like the man would come and like on everybody in, in Hammerheads as a whole. And it's basically a bunch of guys from the hood and you're trying to get into the trades. Right. Mm. But he's, he's, he has to deal with so many people who don't, you know, single moms lack discipline. They've never done well in school. They've just been, they've been considered to be failures up until that point. So he had this mindset and approach that he was going to challenge every man, push every man. And he always had this saying, and I can never forget it. He said, you have to do things with conviction. Me, Christian and Jelson were saved. So we can directly understand that. That that makes complete sense. Yeah, we do everything with conviction. We're Christians. We're, there, there is no separation between how we approach work in, in the practical sense. The Bible says that whatever you do, do wholeheartedly as unto Christ Jesus. Now, that isn't just restricted to the church that flows into every area of your life. So doing things with doing things with convictions should be a natural byproduct um, of your Christian life, of your relationship with God. So um, yeah, the way that Brothers Keeper is going to accomplish that is when you you know by challenging men in the spiritual, it yeah. will flow into the natural, into the practical. Yeah. Um, even Pastor Gary talks about you know. Um, before he got saved, he never cared about saving his money. He never cared about um, his credit card debts and, and, and so on and so forth. But after he got saved, he called them up and he's like, okay, yo, let's deal with this. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's, let's make sure my credit is good. You want to get everything in order yeah. because it's not okay for you to be a bad steward of your finances. It's, it's, yes. it's not okay for you to not save your money. The Bible talks about leaving an inheritance for the next generation. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of these things, you it, it just flows. It flows. There is no separation between your christian uh, church life and the war and you know practical life yeah. everything is one yeah. uh, you need to have the same approach and all things do do um all things wholeheartedly as unto christ jesus and, yes yeah. yes 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 you know um i, I just want i want to i want to add something too also um um this is this is outside of um what what we were just talking about but one thing I really, really don't like, and this might be comical, right? But one thing I really, really don't, I don't like looking at men, like looking at a guy and looking down at them spiritually. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. What I mean by that is like, I don't like, I'm looking at a man and like they're like, and I'm like, you know, there's a point in your Christianity, right? I understand you're a new convert, you're a babe in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Um, you're, you're, you're not grown spiritually, right? But there's a point, right, in your Christianity where 
it shouldn't be like that anymore, mm. right? Where if if a man is looking at you, they should look at you like, yo, this is this is yo, this is my brother in Christ, yeah. right? I know this guy's solid. Mm. I know I can bounce this off of this guy. Mm. I know I can bounce this off of this guy. Mm-hmm. I know I can. You know what I mean? It shouldn't be. You shouldn't be looking at all your brothers and it's like, yo, I can't. <laughs> I can't yeah, talk to him. Facts. I, I can't. Oh, I can't even bring yeah. this to him. Oh, I can't bring this to him. Right. So, it, it brings it brings up the question. Okay, who can you use? What? Who can you get to do this? Who can you get to do that? And that's why Brothers Keeper is going going to be very very good because it's going to, you know, it's going to cause men right who are in positions like that, right? It's gonna right. You're gonna be able to confront them and say, hey, you know what? Look. You could be used in this capacity. You can be used in this capacity. We just need you to come up a little bit, yeah. right? And we need you to allow us, right? Allow um, 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 Jordan, allow right um, guys, um, Christian, allow the guys to allow the guys to you know speak into your life and, and yeah. bring you up because it's gonna take a lot of humbling. Yeah. It's it is gonna take, take a lot, a lot of humility, <laughs> right? You're yeah. gonna have to lay down your life and say, "Yo, look, look, look. You know what? Have have your way. You yeah. know what I mean, mm. right?" Yeah, man, I have to have a vision, man. I think, I, I don't know if you have it already, like, make guys come with their goals and, like, what they want to accomplish mm-hmm. or even what you want to, like, have goals for them because mm-hmm. sometimes in life you really need that. You need to, like, mm-hmm. sometimes we need to set goals for people. Like, yo, bro, in the next six months, I want to see you doing this. Mm-hmm. In the next three months, you should be doing this. You know what yeah. I mean? That's There's good. positions available for anybody, like, sure. ministries available for people yeah. to start. You know what I mean? You don't want to... Left, make a woman or somebody do it. You don't want to be in a meeting yeah, trying to facts. find leaders. There's only yeah. three guys yeah. and there's 10 women available, but there's only three guys available. Yeah. You know what I mean? Men need to rise up, and I guess, I don't know, Brothers Keeper would do that. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Set goals for men. Like, there's ministries available. In the next three months, this is what you have to do to accomplish those things. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yesterday, we had the ministry meeting with Pastor Gary, and um, something saddened me. Uh, Pastor Pastor Gary was, or well, saddened sounds very dramatic, but it, it was like it was it was it 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 made me it confirmed in my mind the need for something like my brother's keeper, and it was when mm-hmm. Pastor Gary was talking about um, who leads what, mm-hmm. and I remember Jason's name was said three times, yeah. my name was said three times. times, and I'm like, yeah, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like it doesn't it it's why why when there's a room full of men a room full of men who are completely capable and if yeah. they're not capable it's because they chose not to be capable so, why yeah. have they, why did they choose not to be capable and and just not do what God has called them to do why is it that you have to have you know the eighty twenty rule mm. with men no no we need to change the ratio here yes, we need yes, we need yes. to fix this like. You don't want to have you don't want to have one person doing all these things and you know there's positions like Melo said there's positions there's places God God has a place for every single man when they yeah. get saved yeah. um, rise up rise up to the occasion that's what my brother's keeper is supposed to be I want it to be you know if there's any scripture that can embody what we want to accomplish in brother's keeper it is this. Um, as iron sharpens iron, 
so does one man sharpen another. Yes. Yep. Yes. We want to see men sharpened. We want to see men equipped. We want to see men prepared for battle, for war, leaders in God's army. Um, we want to see, like when David, David, men came to David rejected, mm-hmm. um, you know, you know, fleeing from Israel for various reasons. Um, and they came to David and they left giant conquerors. Mm. right they were able to defeat different philistine warriors and the bible lists out all the men that were under david all the men that were under david and um you know all the victories that they've conquered and they they followed david you know they they followed his example and the things that he did not to not to praise david or anything or or his attributes david also trusted in god Mm -hmm. right and that's the reason why they were victorious that where that's the reason why he was victorious and that was just the example that he said so at the end of the day god is to be glorified in this all um, but you just want men to be victorious, to be weapons in God's in God's hands, to fight the battle against hell. That is our enemy, yes. and and this is just to build up men to fight that battle. Mm. Um, so as iron sharpens iron, so does one man sharpen another. That's our focus. That's our aim. That's mm. our goal. That's our hope. That's our thoughts. That's that's what's consuming me in this in this point in my in my Christian life. Um, I I want to go. I want to get sent out and i don't want my church to be in shambles mm-hmm. um when 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 we leave or you know uh, i three three six ministries led by two different that's sad mm-hmm. no it's, yeah. it's not going to be that way yeah. anymore from now on there's going to be new ministries there's going to be different things for men to do and there's going to be different positions to be led and there's going to be men to lead in those positions there's so much potential if you if you're listening to this podcast and you think to yourself what can i do who am i um you know or you're you're defeated in your mind you're thinking man i'm i'm incapable that is a lie from hell it is directly a lie from the devil himself and if there's anybody who's disqualified uh, or or who disqualifies you it's you understand that you need to rise up to fight the the voice the lies of the enemy the fiery darts and 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 gird yourself up and run run for the kingdom fight the fight of salvation work in god's labor be busy about god's business Uh, be like christ in every way shape and form don't hinder yourself but fight be rigorous be bold be confident be zealous and come to brother's keeper man come to brother's keeper where you're going to be challenged to accomplish it all and held accountable there's there's Mm. there's no room for weakness anymore god gave us the strength there's no excuse yeah yeah yep showing up is just the beginning bro yeah Yeah. like As you're saying that, man, honestly, it, it does stir something in me because, um, you know, we sometimes we can be like, oh, man, we need more men in the church. We need mm, more men mm, in the mm, church. Mm, mm, mm. I really believe God is saying, oh, how, how many men do you want? I, I have I have men for you here. Be good, res- um, help them and, and, and let them be of good resource, right? And I will, I will ah. supply more. Ah. You know what I mean? Mm. Because, you know, you're asking God, it's almost like, you're asking God for 
more money, mm-hmm. more money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you're not even you're not using the money that God has given you. You're not mm-hmm. you're not stewarding your property. Absolutely. And so God mm-hmm. is saying, listen, I will supply more. I will give you more men, capable men. So but use the men that I've already given you. Mm-hmm. Show me that you can train them. Show me that you can utilize them. Show me that you can make them stronger. Yeah. Then I will provide more. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to provide men in this church, right, mm-hmm. to be exactly wasted. wasted yeah. Just like the ones we really have. Have. And so I really mm-hmm. believe God is saying that. Mm-hmm. And so I really hope that something like this uh, it does stir men and help them to grow and to, to lead. Yeah, as you're oh. talking, sorry, there's a scripture that comes to mind. Yeah, go ahead. The Bible says that as you're faithful in, uh, if you're faithful in little, I will entrust you with much. Mm. And and that's, that's you know, that's yeah. what Desi's saying there. Yeah. Be faithful with, with what God gives you now. And then you'll see God just open the floodgates. Mm. Men, men will come be saved, radically mm. saved, powerful. We're already seeing it, to be honest. Yeah. We're seeing yeah. an influx in men. We're seeing them come. And that's why this is timely, so timely, because these men are here. They need examples. And yeah. there's people with a, a well of knowledge that's so deep, to be honest. There's men that have been saved for 10 years, 11 years, 98, whatever. So much is, is inside mm. of them that they're not pouring out. Know, and, and any river that doesn't flow, that doesn't have a body of water, it turns into a swamp it gets dead mm. lifeless mm-hmm. useless good for nothing but mm-hmm. you need an out outflow you need an outsource as, as as much as you need to get poured in you also need to pour out or else you'll grow stale and and, and useless but yeah yeah i was asking i was asking the guys this um, same question how we ended it last episode I like um like the, the analogy of, of the baby right so like if there's so many God, God is like, if there's so many babies, if I give you so many, do we have, it's a, let's say, for example, we have 200 men, 200 men that, that comes into the church. Do we have the capacity to, to, to disciple 200 men? No, we don't. Exactly. So. No, we don't. Yeah. Yeah. God knows what he's doing. He won't. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, yeah. But you know what? Through this, through Brothers Keeper, like we've, like we've been saying, right, we're going to see a change. Um, definitely, yeah, 100%. In, definitely. In my my in my experience, you know, um, using using you know sports as an example, right? Being on a basketball team, right, with other men, mm. having you know a, co- a coach, right? That was a guy. They always brought the best out of me. They right. could always bring the best out of me. Right. Confront me, yo, Jay. You're not playing D. You're not playing D. All right, I'm gonna play. You're not rebounding. All right, I'm gonna do it. They, them coming to me and and highlighting what they need from me, what they need me to do better, telling me, yo, if you do this, we'll be able to win the game. If you do this, we'll be able to bring change to the season. It always brought something out of me, right? So if you're a guy and you're you're thinking to yourself, okay, how is this going to really change me? How is this going to impact my life? Trust me, if you come right and you open up your life and you allow men to speak into your life, you will be changed. Right. If you're not doing nothing. Right. If if you're not in ministry, if you're not usable, you will be usable. If you allow men to speak into your life, if you allow men to challenge you. Right. And put you in a position. Right. Where you can be where you can be used. You will be used. Right. Um, I've seen it in my life. I've seen it in countless, countless man's life. Right. But mm-hmm. you have to be able you have to be able to let men speak into your life. Have to have yeah. to have to. And I think. Through this, right, we're gonna see we're gonna see a great, great deal of change, right? And I'm excited for that. I'm really, really excited for that. 
Um, yeah, man, I'm excited myself. I'm excited to learn more, to be more humble myself and just <laughs> be taught more. Trust me. I want to see the next level in my own life, you know? Lead certain ministries, how to relate with people, how to write sermons, how to preach with confidence, you know? I'm excited. I'm very excited to humble myself and yeah, just bro, start, start, bring it back to where we started at, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but yeah. that being said, um, we've had a great, great episode. Uh-huh. Um, this is wonderful. Uh, I, yo, I feel like continuing. You know what I mean? I just want to yeah, continue yeah, talking. Yeah. Just get get all the thoughts out there. Because right now, like even as we're ending, like there's so much in my mind mm-hmm. that I want to say that I want right, to, you know, right, just right. like like we could go another hour, <laughs> really and sure. truly. Ask another right? question. You'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, we got to close off. You know, uh, we're about to start praying. But um, this is wonderful. This is great. Um um jordan thank you so much man thank you so much for coming on right you know just sharing you know your wisdom your experience it's very very helpful right um you know thanks for you know explaining you know what brother's keeper is and you know what we're gonna see great things from this but um any last remarks any last things anybody wants to say I got to give him a clap because he's the first guest on the Genesis podcast. He <laughs> 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 started off with a bag, man. That's big. But I, I do want to say this, uh, you know, before you guys do your close. Um, you know, this inspired a lot of what I'm thinking now. Um, my brother's keeper. Um, it's one of the main inspirations, seeing men come together, having biblical conversations, majority of the time geared towards men. That was like, man, if you put, I just thought to myself, if you put guys in a room with these conversations, how much better does it get? I'm listening to this. I'm edified. I'm encouraged. Okay, what about that young convert that's been coming for a couple of months? How might they be helped? And, yeah. you know, it just made me think, yo, we need something. We need this on a bigger scale. Mm. It yeah. needs to get hands yeah. on now. Let's stop making this just words. Let's make this action. Yes, you know? yes, yes, so yes, this yes, is, yes. I, I really commend you guys for what you're doing here. I'm a big fan of the Genesis podcast. <laughs> it's huge for me. I mean, I wanted you guys to promote. I wanted to be out there. I wanted to be huge because I really do believe in this. And I think that people can be greatly helped. And yeah, man, just just keep, keep on keeping on, man. This is another mm. one of those. It's a, it's a perfect example of when men rise up. Mm-hmm. You know, when yeah, men rise man. up, you can't sit by and watch. Mm, it's man. so hard. You yeah, know, you look so at hard. it and it's just like, yo, you want to do something when people are doing something. And, yeah, you know, yeah, I just yeah. I appreciate what you guys are doing here. Praise yeah, God. Thanks praise for God. that. Thanks for that. Um, but, you know, that is the episode. Unless anybody has anything to say, we're going to close off before we go another hour. <laughs> right. But thank you guys for listening, um, for listening what am i saying bro tripping over my words thank you guys for listening right we're 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 signing out um please remember google podcast anchor apple podcast and spotify genesis cast you'll find us there amen i i I, i'm not sure of this information but i I think there's a way to um to to rate the podcast i don't know five star yeah if you can't do that please do that so the podcast can get out Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That too. Yeah. Rate the podcast, please. Give us five stars. Five stars. Five stars. <laughs> and send us a tip. I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I love offering. <laughs> I love offering. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyways, we're signing out. This is Jason. 
This is Desi here. Please comment. Please share the content. Please, please, please. We really appreciate everyone uh, just for listening. And I'm signing out. Desi again. Uh, this is Colin. Mello. And our guest is... Say what I'm doing this too. Yeah, yeah you have to do it. You have to do it, bro. This is Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Genesis cast. <laughs> We're signing out. Right. Peace. Peace.